Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast. This is John Hodge. We thank you as always for joining us. This week we are foregoing our regularly scheduled programming to bring you some very exciting interviews from the CFL's off-season winter meetings up in the mountains of Alberta. Justin Dunk, our very own reporter, is on site conducting interviews with members of all nine CFL teams as well as, of course, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. We will be posting a select number of these interviews to our podcast feed, but don't fret if you miss the regular show. We'll be back for our regular programming with myself, Justin, and J.C. Abbott on Wednesday, January 18th. In the meantime, enjoy the select interviews we post, and we'll talk to you again soon. Twenty twenty three CFL winter meetings one on one with Ty Katz, president of football operations and head coach. Is that sound right? Just a person. Just a person. All right. Just, Just a, person. a person with the Ty Katz, Orlando Steinauer. Yeah. Man, good to catch up with you. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. Seeing you in person. The question that everybody wants to know. Might as well get it out of the way to begin sure. with. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's coming. Yeah. How have conversations been going with Bo Levi Mitchell? Yeah, I think the most honest answer is ongoing. And, um, you know, we're still working uh, to get to get a, a deal done. And so um, that's that's what I would say about it. I think um, to give you a little bit more backdrop, it just be um, it wouldn't be the right thing to do to speak on, you know, exactly how things are going or how they've went or how optimistic or unoptimistic or those things. That'd be a disservice to Bo and his representation and also to ourselves. And, you know, happy to say that it's ongoing. And, um, yeah, we're still looking to get something done. You had him out to Hamilton, I think it was sometime in December. Mm-hmm. Can you go through what that was like to, quote, like get him on campus and show him around what the Tiger Cats have to offer? I could. I could go into great detail. Uh, I won't. Um, I think it's important. Um, you know, I, obviously it's going to be a bigger decision than just um, just for Bo. I mean, he has a, a an outstanding wife and uh, two awesome kids, and, and uh, I think it's important to – you know the football aspect is one thing but to see where you're going to be to have a look at the facility to sit down and talk to people to look people in the eye uh, to put the business side apart and bring the human element in is uh, I think it was extremely important so I uh, feel like feel like that went well and at the end of the day it's information for him just as much as it is information for us and we just thought that that was an important step uh, once we acquired his rights that it, you know the the business part of it is always going to be uh, a big part of it, but also there's a human element to it that we felt like uh, he needed to experience. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the media or fans think of pro athletes as these chess pieces. Mm-hmm. They don't have emotions, yeah. but you know what it's like. You have family, you have kids, and you've been in that situation where you've had to change teams before. So yeah. did that come up in conversation with Bo? And how critical do you think that is to this decision he's making? Yeah, you got a creative way of trying to get information. Um, I think that um, all all of that comes out uh, in different ways uh, throughout the visit. It, it all came out in different in different aspects, but it, it doesn't come out in like a sit down interview format. Uh, it it just comes out in just the feel and in questions that um, you know maybe his wife Madison would have had or things that he would have. And after you know a day with us. You know, after having you know to regurgitate it and those things in the evening, things come up. But um, you know, I think it's different for everybody. I don't think there's a cookie cutter model uh, on how the, on the approach to it. How was that decision made to go get Bolivia Mitchell? Because it happened somewhat soon after the Ticat season was over, mm-hmm. at least. So, 
what goes into that. I know you're not going to reveal a lot of the behind the scenes right. stuff, but just the thought process there with varying other factors at the quarterback spot. Well, I think every year you're faced with, with different situations and, and difficult decisions to make. And uh, you kind of look at the landscape of what it was like. And, um, you know, we could have thought maybe he would be there uh, in free agency or those things. But most people have their uh, quote-unquote franchise guy or the person that they are looking to lead their organization under contract. Those players aren't available. And uh, when it looked like Calgary may be heading a different direction, it's something that, you know, it's what I really love about the way we're assembled is, you know, it's, you know, ultimately the final decision would be mine, but there's a collaborative effort uh, that, that went into it. And when we all sat down and, you know, from ownership to <clears throat> our personnel department, and coaches and everything we thought this is something that was um, worth pursuing the tough thing is is that um, you know we have a guy who's under contract that we that we believe in and at the same time it you we felt that it was there was a need to pursue um, this and see what see where it where it may end up and I think um, yeah, while it is a business, um, there's still uh, human emotions and those things that go into it. So I would say that um, it didn't happen quickly, but it, it wasn't an extended thing. It was something we felt like we had to hop on right away. Bo's gone on the record publicly as saying that he wants to go to free agency or that's something that he might want to explore. Mm -hmm. yep. If he doesn't end up signing with the Tiger Cats, yep. was it still in your view, smart or prudent or however you want to categorize it to take a swing? Yeah, I think so. If it wasn't, if we hadn't went through that scenario, um, you know, and, and realized that that could be a possibility, um, you know, it, it could have been a, a little reckless of us, but at, at the same time, you know, that's what it's called free agency for a reason. And uh, it's not just at this position, it's at a lot of positions. And so sometimes you're going to, you're going to make things happen and sometimes you're not and at, at, so um, no there's there's going to be no we, we've put our foot forward and um, there will be no regret on on anything the other quarterback you alluded to was dane evans we mm -hmm. saw him post some photos on instagram of moving trucks outside of his hamilton home we know that he moved his family there i believe his first child was born there right mm -hmm. before one of the games so how do you manage that situation because around the league people are very highly talkative of you in terms of how you deal with the people mm -hmm. like you said sometimes it does come down to business but you're so well respected in that regard mm -hmm. so what's that been like with Dane and you know how did he, you think he took the move yeah I think he took it like any competitor um, he was very professional I think the one thing is just transparency this isn't something that um, Dane was going to read going across the ticker or anything this is a conversation that we had before uh, once we knew that there was going to be um, some real traction in, in acquiring uh, Bo's rights and that's all you can really do it, it you can't worry about uh, if it's popular or not all you can do is uh, respect the person and not look at him as a player and uh, so we we had those conversations before anybody else knew uh, of this publicly and that's all you can do at the end of the day uh, he was very professional about it and you know he took it the way um, anybody would take information like that just as information. I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and divulge uh, details about that. That's for, for Dane and, and myself, but, um, you know, any competitor um, wants to compete. Have you had calls since that move's been made, teams wanting to come and trade for Dane Evans? Yeah, I wouldn't divulge any of that. Uh, I had to try. Uh, here, this is no problem. That's your job to ask. <laughs> if 
this situation, I guess, regardless of how this situation plays out, do you have an idea of how you're going to manage that if you get Bo signed? What could happen with Dane if Bo does not sign? We have this planned out for Dane. Yeah, I don't think, again, like I've used the term already uh, in this conversation, I don't think there's a cookie cutter model. Um, you're always trying to assemble the best football team that you can. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that. We've uh, definitely discussed different scenarios to say that I know which one is going to play out. Um, you know, I'd definitely be lying to you. So uh, we'll deal with that um, should that be the situation that arises. The Tuckets moved on from Brandon Banks, excuse me, before the 2022 season, mm -hmm. and that sort of paved the way for Tim White to have a breakout year. He looked yeah. very explosive, made some unbelievable catches, especially in that Calgary game. Was that the potential that you saw in him, in part when you made that move to part ways with Banks? Absolutely. We thought we had some, some great young receivers uh, in the mix. Uh, you don't ever know how it's going to be panned out, but you'd like to make educated decisions and and Tim had shown enough uh, growth that we thought that uh, he would have a great opportunity if he remained healthy to have a, a season like he had. Um, and so those are always tough decisions. You know, I hate that they're uh, on my watch, you know, and that type of thing, but that's kind of what you sign up for. And, you know, Brandon was an integral part of our organization for a long time and helped us build uh, the sustainability and, and the achievement that we've had. And, you know, in order to give somebody else the opportunity, sometimes you have to move on. And those are never fun decisions to make, but um, definitely thought that Tim had that potential and um, he was able to stay healthy and capitalize on it. Would there be a possibility there if Brandon Banks does decide to call it a career to come and sign a one-day contract with the Ticats? Uh, Brandon's always going to be a welcome part of, of the Hamilton Tiger Cats in our community. I think that's um, uh, been documented and well-known. and. Um, you know, I think that's where he cut his teeth and, and where it was. We, under, we understand what, you know, what, what happened there at the end, but uh, we have no ill will, and I definitely don't towards, personally, towards, towards Brandon. He's always welcome. Um, I think we have a great relationship. I enjoyed speaking to Speedy uh, before preseason games and um, even during the regular season. Uh, no ill will wished uh, at all. So um, Brandon, um, Brandon is always welcome uh, in our organization. Were you happy in any way to see him get a ring? Uh, that's an interesting question <laughs> because Toronto and, you know, no, we want to represent the Eastern Division, um, you know, but I think every player in general plays for a championship. At least you would hope that the, the majority do. So the fact that Brandon has a ring, I'm happy for him. Um, at our expense, not as much, but um, I do understand your question. It seems like you're very comfortable in this role now as head coach and the top player personnel decision maker, we'll call it. You can categorize it differently if you like. But do you feel that way and how have you gotten comfortable? I think I've gotten comfortable because of the people I've been able to surround myself with, to be honest with you, with Drew Almay, Spencer Zimmerman, Ed Hervey, people that have lived their whole career on that side of the desk, if you will, um, allows me to, yeah, maybe I have the final decision, but it's a collective. And that's kind of um, where my ease comes into is that these guys have a lot of experience uh, being, uh, like I said, on that side of the desk of it where I have more experience being a coach. And it just so happens that, yeah, I'll take the ownership for the, the final decision. But there's so much that goes into that final decision that I'm always extremely comfortable uh, because I'm who I'm able to surround myself with. Because you have that final decision, has that changed your relationship with the players as the head coach or as a coach, or have you separated the two? 
Uh, you'd have to ask the players. You know, I'm, you know, I'm definitely on a quote-unquote different team right up until training camp, and then I'm, you know, I'm the head coach, and I think that's where um, it's different. And so, you know, how players feel, I'd hate to just lump everybody in and say absolutely no or absolutely yes. But when it comes to me being their coach, um, I would venture to say that not much has changed at all, except for obviously I'm growing and, and becoming better at certain areas uh, as a coach. And then the other thing is taking, um, you know, taking on a life of its own and, and growing uh, at its own pace. At the end of the season, we didn't see Dylan Wayne. Do you have an update on his status? Yeah, Dylan is going to be, you know, I think he'll be uh, hard-pressed to be ready for the start of training camp. Um, and I know that if he ever watches this, he's going to be the first person to prove me wrong, that he's <laughs> going to be ready a month before. Um, we won't rush that. Uh, there are certain times, types of injuries that uh, require a certain amount of healing and it has nothing to do with the player's work ethic. But I can tell you this, that whatever's in Dylan's control, uh, he's gonna control. And so, um, you know, that, that because with the season moved up and things like that, it, it'd be a tough time frame for him. But uh, with that being said, I know that uh, he'll be ready. I think it was lower body, it was ACL, is that right? Yeah, I'm not gonna divulge everything. It was a lower body, it was a knee injury, and it's, um, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a long road, but I have no, I have no um, reservation at all that uh, Dylan Wynn will uh, be an effective football player for us in 2023. And what's this like now for you and the team in another Grey Cup year where you're hosting? And I'll put it this way. Yep. Worked for a while at CHCH, a television station there in Hamilton. And a lot of people that work there that weren't in sports just assumed that the Tiger Cats are in the game. All right. That's what they assume. Yeah. Not knowing the nuances of it. So do you feel like 2021 helps you? Is there added pressure? How does Orlando Steinauer view 2023 in hosting the Great Cup? I think it's important. Uh, do we want to be in the game? Are we uh, aspiring to be in the game? Yeah, but we're aspiring to be in the game in Saskatchewan. Uh, as far as added pressure, my the answer is, is no. Um, be, and my why is because we're dealing with being better today. And putting that on the plate and having that be part of uh, our process currently um, would take away from our, our current process and getting better. And, you know, I just, the blocks right now are gearing up for free agency or communication week, then free agency. And then there's a little lull there. And then obviously we'll be gearing up for the draft and the, and the combine and those type of things. And then we'll, we'll deal with, uh, before we know it, training camp will be here and we'll be focused on that. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna make make it known, and and we'll address it in training camp of where the game is and that, and that questions are gonna be lingering. And with every game you win, there's gonna be thoughts of, oh, this might happen, and you'll be in the game again. And every time you you have a, a possible setback, it's like, oh, do you feel any, do you feel anything, any more pressure? And we're always gonna be dealing with the week and and the task at hand. That sound probably means our time is up, man. Yeah, Thanks for... I told had somebody call in right <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, you got to go. You're busy, enough. right? Yeah. Thanks for catching up with us in the mountains. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you.